Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Yay. Miss DJ. Oh, Miss DJ. Can you hear me? Miss DJ. I heard it pop on. Oh, I think we're together, Miss DJ. <gasps> Hello. <laughs> hey. Well, welcome yes, finally. to the official other podcast. <laughs> Of Jen Lowry Wright. Hello. <laughs> oh. oh, I do. And guess what I did? Uh, I don't did you have to love technology. Number two, which was hilarious because I added a seven, which seven is my lucky number, but that does not mean I know who this person is. <laughs> I just sent them a message and said, oops, wrong phone number. <laughs> um, I sent them a picture. It's hilarious anyway. So, yeah, I love tech. I'm telling you, I'm getting better at it every day because I'm trying to improve myself in my life. But sometimes tech likes to uh, think that they're like on my bad side here. And I'm saying, nope, I'm not going to let you defeat me. I'm going to figure you out. And we figured it out because today I have an honor to interview Miss DJ Shaw. Miss Doris Jean Shaw is an educator, an author, a speaker, and a grandparent. She's a member of Ink Blots and Christian Communicators. She loves to write about her travels along with children's stories and devotionals. And she conducts workshops on subjects that affect women's lives. And also, Miss DJ is the author of Do Angels Take Naps in Heaven, which was released on Amazon yesterday. So yesterday, as of March 5th, 2019, your book is now live. So congratulations. So, well, thank you so much. And I'm so excited. How was that this whole is process for you. Like, were you book. on your blog? I have your blog. Um, so you've been writing that. You've been writing devotionals. And then, what made you just switch over into children's writing? I I just uh, had never published any of the children's books. You know, I've, I've published some of the self help and. My thoughts and romance stories and devotionals and that first, sort. But this is my first children's. Book. Like, I could, I could connect to the book because I have experienced loss in my life. And when I experienced the loss of my mom, my son was of an age where he would ask a lot of questions. 
And so when, as, as soon as you guys have heard this title, you know, do angels take naps in heaven? That this is a book that is a conversation between family, what's happening maybe on the other side. And, and so I can so relate to the book, like every page just it's it's a heartwarming story and i feel for the grandmother role of having to hear the questions and i also feel for the child asking the questions cuz I, I it's like i'm right there i have the same questions as an adult and so i i saw what inspired talk to me about your inspiration for the book <laughs> The uh, when my uncle passed, his little uh, granddaughter was in kindergarten, and they kept her. And so the grandma said she had to take a nap, mm-hmm. and she wanted to know if if her uh, grandpa had to take a nap in heaven too. And I thought she has a lot of questions about heaven and death and what have you, and how do you explain it to a child? But, but you've got to let them figure it out for themselves. You don't just cram it down their throat. And I thought this was a way for her to, to figure out, for Lakin to figure out what, what uh, her grandpa, what he was doing now that he was no longer too, there like with her. Up with her own answers. So. At the, at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's. Yeah, that's what I wanted her to do. I wanted her to figure it out and not just somebody tell her and she said, oh, okay, and not really understand. But by her walking through the process and doing it herself, then she fully, she understands more about it. And that's what I wanted. It was kind of like when I was a child, I was about second grade when my grandmother passed. And I went through some of the same things, and I just wanted right. Which to I share that with that, other children to help really them understand better. Language too, and it's such practical experience where a child can relate to, you know, having lunch, going outside to play, you know, working around nature. I mean, it, it's just each, like I said again, like each page, it's like what a child would discover during that day with that process of grief. And then how would they internalize it while their grandfather is still in their mind throughout that day? Uh, That's exactly, you know, well, we live in the country. And so nature is right here and just out the door, outside the door. And Mm -hmm. You can see God the minute you step out the door, and you feel you feel Him. But to think, well, Grandpa's not here. Does he still have the same right. God taking care of him? You know, and uh, he does. <laughs> and uh, and all, but uh, I'm not an illustrator. I could write the book, but it I put it on the back shelf for a while because I did not have an illustrator and Anna come along just 
is an answer to a prayer and uh, just illustrated right. what I was thinking and feeling I think myself, it, you know, it can. and I, it can, I so and it can help can. adults too, you know, if and I read, okay, so I teach ninth graders and I had two students come by my office today. Um, they'll oftentimes come in during the lunchtime just to visit, just to catch up. And I'm during my lunch break, I'm just reading your book again. Because I've read it like three times. Seriously, I have went through it and just read it. And then I just wanted to experience it again today. I knew that we were having the podcast. And I said, guys, I want to share something with you. And I shared it with two ninth grade students. And one of the students is an artist. She actually gives art classes in the community. And she was like, oh, I love the illustrations. She said, I, I can connect to these illustrations. And, you know, she's a ninth grader. Um, and so when we read the, yeah, we read the book to get, I read it to two of the students. Um, That's amazing. And we just, I just read it aloud to them. And they were like, oh, I love it. I love it. And I love the illustration there. And I like the way they captured the grandma and just her facial expressions. So there was one page where, like, the grandma is knitting. Or she was, it's that page. And the, the student remarked about how just she felt like she knew where that grandmother was coming from. So she took on that role of someone speaking to a smaller child. Um, and so, yeah, my high school students, they were like, oh, yeah, I love this book. So, see, so you even you even got a, a high school stamp of approval. <laughs> And when you sent me that, oh, that's like, great. Okay, yeah. I taught okay, uh, I first grade. Question. Okay, how long ago was it when you had your first graders sit in front of you? Um, how long ago was it when you taught first grade? I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Oh, and I've so been retired. When, when uh, you were 20 years ago. Well, about 20 years now. In front of you, did you ever? read them stories that you wrote or did you ever just tell them stories or did you ever sit and read other people's books and say one day I wish I had a book that I could read oh, I, I wrote plays and had my class <laughs> do plays okay, for so you the, were the play parents like for the PTA meetings and what have school. you and um, I taught special education when I was an elementary school um, teacher. And so I would have third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And we would create a, a play every single year. And I would rewrite it for my students. And we'd have a big show. And so you did that. But about, so no storytelling and no children's books, though. Mm -hmm. I did, uh, I read to my children. That's so true. Because I discovered that a lot yeah. of children were not read to at home. And that just broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I read to my children right. from the time because they were you born. Set those reading patterns and they still read, they read to their children. Yes. Yes. And uh, I just, uh, I did, got focused on working with the the women the mothers you know and and uh went that way 
but I always I wrote stories for children, but I just never got them out there. I wrote a lot of plays for that when my children would come in and have something at school, they wanted to. Uh, uh, I would write a play for them. I wrote one for my son for Veterans Day, and I wrote another one for my daughter mm-hmm. about uh, Indians and how life was with uh, Indians. And uh, but I never. Well, you have a voice. Never for really it. got into it's the just, the children's. Lyrical. Like your writing is just like it's like you're reading <laughs> just a just poetry in the book. It's just beautiful. Like it really is, and you've captured the storytelling. Like when I read it, oh, aloud, thank you, like, thank so, you. So I, I instead of just reading like children's books, of course I'm going to read it to myself. Then I like to read them aloud just to hear what they sound like, like what the patterns sound like of the pages. And then when I read it aloud to the ninth grade students today, it's just it's pleasing sounding. It's just a pleasant book, even though you're talking about something that is heavy. You're talking about something, you know, that is grief, that is loss and death. It is still this comfort about the way that it's written. And I just say that's a Holy Spirit thing. Well, it may be the difference in the way my daughter was talking about when she was in college, there was a cemetery by the college. And the kids were afraid to go to the cemetery, the college kids. But we grew up, and once a year we would go and have lunch at the cemetery. And it's called Decoration Day, and you would take and all the families would go and clean the graves off and decorate them and have lunch on the ground and preaching and singing. So it's a different concept in how we were I was raised and how my children were raised right, right. To feel that death is just a continue a part of life and uh, but my daughter Trust would me. would just they, say um, mom but they won't even go to the cemetery will not go to my parents grave because they don't want to uh, you know face that tombstone they don't want to face that death in that way and so they still haven't went to visit the graveside. Right. Oh, well, then they haven't dealt with, with right. the issue that Lincoln dealt with when she was in kindergarten. You know, she, she dealt with the, the loss of her grandfather, but knowing that he was out, and she, and even was though he was gone, his memory was still was hanging around. Grandmother, And even though the grandma, I love that part where... I, I love the part where you wrote, yes. you know, even though the grandmother did not have all of the answers and she seemed to have more questions than answers, she was very patient with the child and she would allow her to then redirect her. Well, now what would you like to do? You know, and then they would go off and go outside. Um, now it's time for lunch. It was always that structure and that routine, even though the loss was heavy around them. And it's just, even with the illustrations, you got to tell me like, so you said you've had this book for a long time. How many years did you hold on to this book? Because I have a problem with holding on to things and I held on to my novels for like 10 years without letting anybody read them except my mom and my aunt and my niece. Like I, I just, 
didn't did you do the is it has it been a long time for you with the novel or I mean with your short story Lakin, oh, Lakin wow. was in kindergarten. She so is, is in her like, second year of college now. Publishing the book, like you, you got to tell me this story. I, I, her father was so excited because he misses his dad every day, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hear from her through him, but they have been just so excited that uh, that we I was doing this finally, expressing the what they feel, and that he's still here if, even after these all these years. It, you're still, honoring your his family. presence is still with you're us. You're honoring his memory. and. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm that's what I'm hoping, you know, that uh, that this brings them the peace, too, that uh, this book is not just for the kindergartners. This is for older people to who can see right. your loved ones are, aren't right. gone as long right. as you have their memory in your heart. They're still here. <laughs> and. And also, and they're getting really uh, excited about, had gotten really excited about the book coming out and what have you. But I just felt God calling me all of a sudden, and he just worked everything out. He said, after all these years, so it was just like the Holy Spirit leading you to pull this particular story, not the plays. Not any of your plays. Like, did you write out all of your plays? Do you have all of those yes. saved? Like, do you have everything in the past saved? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I you know, I have all sorts of uh, children's stories that I have saved over the years. Uh, but just, I, I thought uh, I had time now to do some things and, uh, all of a sudden, uh, he sent Anna and Eva and they to come in, and they took help to me, and I where I got bogged down. I think, but I thought you know, maybe part of it was I didn't think I was good enough. We go through that. I think yeah. all of us may go through that. It's a little intimidating at first when you have to say, you know, this is my thoughts, this is my heart. You know, I write from my heart. What will other people feel about this? How will they receive it? And then what made that switch for you? For me, I just had to say, I'm writing for the Lord. I'm writing for those readers out there. You know, this is a calling for me. And I had to just let go of all of my self-doubt. Well, I had went to a conference, and one of the ladies there was telling me and suggesting that maybe if I was getting mm-hmm. nowhere with what I had been doing, that it was time to look for a change. Wow. And he used her to prompt, to prod me to to just make a small step because I had ever it's been written, and you know I just hadn't done anything with it. So one little prod, just, just a little encouragement from Michelle, around you know, us and just unlike and here it is. is. Like, like, did you know the lady Michelle or was it just a random meeting at the conference? 
Mm -hmm. I, it was just random meeting. And then, uh, so I stepped that direction and, and uh, asked right. for an illustrator, and it just all fell right in place. You could just see God's hand in it. I mean, there was no question that this was she God did. working these They're out. Beautiful. And didn't Anna and do such so a great job like, with the illustration? It's stepping straight in. Like if you had to pull out those key details of what you would see, let's say if you even covered up the illustrations and you only had your words and you were painting those mental images in your head, she captured the, she captured the heart of the book in those illustrations. And with children, especially, you have to, mm -hmm. they have to, to see it as well as hear it. Now, they can go on and make, then they can feel free to go on and make their own illustrations, but they have to have the knowledge that it's okay. It's okay to express yourself this way. And they say, okay, uh, the illustrator did this, but I can Right. can do it this right. way right. and uh, like, it just lets them see things from different angles what i've noticed and i'm this is one way yeah. that i teach my students is through a lot of visuals um i notice a lot of them like in the past when i would read i could paint the mental pictures in my head i didn't have a problem with that like i could see it as a movie i could see it happening as i go and i'm building each picture, each scene at a time, and I'm filling it in with color and I'm filling it in with details. Oftentimes what I'm noticing with youth today that they have a very difficult time doing that. Like, and I don't know if they're so inundated with image so much with, you know, technology, with phone, with movies, with videos all the time that I think that the illustrations are needed. They are. My son works mm -hmm. with and he says they don't get out enough in nature. They're not out enough outside. They don't can't connect with nature. Well, if you can't connect with nature, how are you going to connect right. with but it's more abstract to things mm -hmm. to them, abstract to them like God, you know? If you can't see the beauty in nature, how can but you see the beauty in sometimes for students a, to build like other things, you know, in so. head for some oh. students. Now there are many students that are creative. So I'm not talking about like all students, but for those that need those that illustration to go along with it. Like Anna Gary, she did a great job just capturing the essence of your book in in the drawings, in the painting. Right. But that it say it takes all of it, you know. Uh, when you're ra you're raising a child or encouraging a ninth mm -hmm. grader, just one word of encouragement isn't enough. You encourage them, I encourage them, their friends encourage them. So, so that's more than just what one person. So, the words encourage them. The illustrations encourage them. The 
parents can encourage them by reading the story to them. Yeah, it, right. It's more than just have one. You, it's have us you always all linking hands and working like, together. Writing as a, yes, you were. So you told me you're, you were raised on a farm. So I can oh, yes. you like just out in nature uh, holding a journal in your hand. Was that you? Uh, I was lived a lot on the farm, but actually, we worked. I was uh, my father worked construction, so I moved oh, all wow. the time. We changed, I changed schools three times a year. Did that make? Did that? Make so I was always the new kid in school. Did you find like you could so I, fit in, or were you? Was that hard for you with that transition? Because I know different personalities can take that as an adventure two different ways. It, it was an adventure. I never really fit in because I knew I wasn't going to be there long enough. You know, when you're only going to be there three, four months, you know, it, it's a different. Mm -hmm. But I'm able to talk and communicate with people a lot easier because I have been that new person. And, and I guess that's why I got into the re – I was an avid reader. And I started writing uh -huh. to keep in touch with family and friends by the time I could put my pen to paper. But <laughs> pencil did, you, did you have dreams of So I've or, always written. Or did you just do it as a hobby? And uh, I did it as a hobby just to entertain my family, keep them in, keep in touch with them. And uh, so that's why this coming as publishing it was you know kind of a um, right. new experience because I had never thought I'd just been giving my stuff away to to people and uh, so this is this is has been a new and exciting it is exciting each time you take a step toward God and toward he's leading you Right. Well, you There's just this earlier, great feeling of over overwhelming feeling of joy. Yeah, you brought up the lady Michelle at the conference, and you said that that she just you know how one person can turn. That's a huge step for you. Like that's huge. There, there's so many people out there that are you know they're being held back from yeah. actually going the publishing route. Like, give them some words of encouragement because I so we have a lot of listeners on the podcast that you know, maybe they're still in their writing stage or they were like us that they've held on to things for years. Maybe it's you that they need to hear this word of encouragement from. I, I discovered that that is my job. Well, there you that go. You I'm an encourager, basically. Well, yeah. I taught first grade. <laughs> but... But my job is to encourage people. But I think when you write, you you said it best when you said when you write, you put your heart out there, and you don't want people tromping on your heart. And so, if you don't want people tromping on your heart, if you write, you don't share it. And but if you don't share, you never get like to that so point of to, joy. It's hard to describe it. It's almost like it's. It's something that you, it, it, here we are writers and we can't put into words 
the description of what it feels like when you reach that accomplishment of actually pushing that book forward and then releasing it to fly. Like, it's just really hard to put it into words for me. It is like each time I publish one, it's hard for me to tell what it's like. How was it like for you yesterday? Uh, it's like a tingling that searches your toes and goes all the way up to the ends of your hair. Oh, yes. I'm surprised people didn't see sparks flying out of my head, you know, because it just warms you in a warm feeling when the Holy Spirit wraps around you and, and encourages you. And but you don't have to listen to him, the Holy Spirit. You don't. You have the choice. But when you do, you get that warm feeling and then you want to share that feeling with others. And uh, don't get bogged down in that just thinking, oh, I don't want my people tromping on my heart. Mm -hmm. Go back and think, I want to, to get to that place of joy or the joy and the peace. And after the joy comes a peace that and just says, okay, this is where, where I'm supposed energy, to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Energy and then you have an expectancy and all of that. But like you said, find your place where it's joy. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, the nervous that. energy hey, comes from all that technology that issues. That. Ago. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it can be. So, is, has that been a challenge for you? Like the technology and the, the publishing piece, was that a challenge for you? I did. Uh, like I said, Eva and and uh, Anna took care of those things for me. So, I mean, uh, I didn't have to deal with those. I'm not... I have dealt with them right, in the past, right. and it was so nice so, to not have meet, to worry about those issues. Did you meet on a Facebook group, or do you know and, them personally? Uh, did you meet them at a conference? Like, how did you connect with your support system? Mm -hmm. I, I um, tell people all the The time, ones for the book like, was uh, through LinkedIn. Start your platforms, because God will send people your way that can really, that can just be of a great support for you. The, I tell the, I went to a, yeah, a Christian writers, oh. a Christian speakers conference in North Carolina and met a group of women that have encouraged so me. And when I was down, you know, they I'm would from, so bring me up. Me like, Where at in North and, Carolina? Cause I miss meeting you. <laughs> <gasps> Oh, I went to the Billy Graham Center for and the oh you lucky um Christian a Christian speakers conference at the Billy Graham Center. yes wow. yes Fancy. there was only uh, thirty something of us chosen to go I think that that God had worked it out and the. It just arranged things, but now it took a couple of years to get me motivated oh, and things. But well, like you said, his time is not my time. 
you think she was in kindergarten <laughs> and I get frustrated and now she's a, a second year student in college and her book has just made it to publication so that definitely is not our time that is the Lord's time calling you back and saying don't you remember yeah. that piece yeah. of writing that you had can you remember when can you remember the moment like can you remember the moment when you when you went it is oh, uh I remember do angels take naps in heaven maybe that's it like was it one of those kind of just sparks of genius that you had there like can you remember it yes uh just uh that's pretty much what it was i thought okay now what do i have that i can send to this you know the want to to illustrate and it just popped into my head and that was it you have to be open the, uh, you but, have to be open but you have to be prepared spirit and prepare yourself now, even if it's not maybe the answer we want to hear <laughs> that's my hardest thing sometimes is to be quiet and listen <laughs> because I do like to talk and to sit down and just Spend time, turn everything off, the TV off, the phone off, and just sit down and listen to what God wants you to hear. And you don't think he will, li- right. he will talk and, and to like you? Said, so think again. because But you have to be quiet and listen. And like, when I'm, like when I'm in the house, you know, we have the kids. You know, you have the TV going. There's always a video that's on. Even when I'm trying to write, um, I had to get myself an office space in the house. My husband... He cleaned out an area for me so I can just have me a little getaway space now because I'm finding value of, of trying to remove myself from a lot of that noise so I can get a little bit more centered because it, it can be difficult and distracting. Oh, you're lucky. I, I take my coffee out on the porch. Mm-hmm. And uh, just... The quiet time, you know, nothing going on. And if you're outside, there's nothing there to isn't. disturb you. But I know when you live in town, you, there's no place to go. So you just have to, like you say, you have to make a space for yourself. But you have to think that you're important enough, that you deserve this. You deserve a place where you can, can just sit and listen to God. And a lot of women, especially, are so busy taking care of You've everybody no else, they forget to take care of themselves. I love what you did. I love what you did. And uh, yes, the uh, and that's that was the, the area I had been working on before, getting women to focus on that but they're important, that and if they don't take care of themselves, they can't take care of others. But then to open it up to publication. You had to open yourself up to doing that, you know. I, yes, I had to. I had to put myself out there, and uh, you just never know what's going to be the stimulus be to, very to uh, make that happen. Right now, and they may the, say, but, God, but I'm ready. You know, speak to me. What do you have for me? You know. Hmm. Oh, yes. And, and like you're talking to the two ninth graders, you don't know what influence you down the road that you have had 
on because I've had children that I've taught that have come back and told me years later things. And I thought, oh, if I'd known that but I was going to have such a big impact, I might have impact. done and things what a bit differently. It that it's a natural part of yeah. your giving spirit. Yes. It's a part yeah. of that encouraging spirit. Like you said, you're the encourager. Like, I believe that being able to edify others, build them up is a, an excellent of course, characteristic that a teacher should have, but for for just anybody in the Christian walk, it's our really responsibility to encourage other people along the way, and then encourage ourselves as well. Ask the Holy Spirit, okay, come fill me up, Lord. I'm trying to fill up, you know, everybody else. I also have to take care of myself in this process. I'll get run down too. Like, how do you find the balance in all of that? Because you've been speaking to, so you're a speaker. So you've got to talk to us a little bit about your speaking role and, and what's that like? Uh, I do had done workshops for women on issues like uh, what do you do when you retire or what do you do when you're an empty nester or when you've lost a loved one? Where do you go from here? Because you spent so much time taking care of everybody else, you're an empty bucket. And you've got to fill that empty bucket up. But what are you going to fill it up with? And it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to take five minutes of time. And this is a little trick I tell, I tell some of my women. I say, tape a nickel to oh, the bathroom mirror to remind yourself to take five minutes for you every day. You know, you, you've got to take care of you. And even if it's just taking five minutes, Encourage more, but if, if you only have five minutes, take five minutes and do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. Just sit and sit Amen. and listen. That gratitude. The gratitude. And then gratitude. praise God for what you have. <laughs> yes. You, you've got to be thankful for what you have. Uh, what did Paul say? Be thankful in all situations, you know. Because you never, you never know what the other person is going through, and um, unless you, any, you can't relate to them unless you've been there. Because they're, but you can tell them, still tell them, you're important. Take care of you, and then you have all. Energy and love and joy and, so and peace and understanding to share. Spoken with in the past, so you've done online workshops. Have you created like self-help books or nonfiction books to go along with your workshops? But you said you did things for free, like you would provide yes. resources for free. I did a lot of it for free, but I have been. Uh, I have a few of the books out uh, now. One of them is called "Reclaiming Me," and right. another one's "My Parents' Keeper," which is exactly what it says, and that's a whole different ball game. But, uh, I am uh, uh, in the process of the moment of writing. I uh, I have the books, but I am doing online courses to help. Uh, 
taking care of you when everybody needs more. So how will be how out soon? You, okay, so with it's the an online course out there. To we have oh, I see you're reclaiming me. So you got me on a goose chase right now. I've got you now. All right, Mister <laughs> There, there's, there's, other, there's exercise book and journal and other things that go with that. And I didn't know all the things that how to, to group it and bond it together. And, you know, and I'm learning no, all of those not. things. So those you're, not, you're like, never too old to learn how to bundle and how to do like who has have you just been researching things on your own? Have you hired a team to help you? Like what's your like I research things on my own and learn it as I go. Like what is your. Yeah. That's, that's me. I've been doing it all on my own, but I'm discovering now that I I, I need more than just me to, to to help me get some places that I. So I have revamping me, uh-huh. and you can revamp you. There's not, you're not written in stone. You're, and you can change. You know, the only thing I saw written in stone was the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and everything grow. else is and, flexible, you know, so you I can change. To me, here's what I like now: like having the podcast and having so many authors around me now. It's like if I'm messing up, I say, "Oh wow, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to mess this up," because now I can tell other people not to mess up like this. <laughs> like there's even a purpose in my mess up. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I, what I say, you know. The uh, yes. uh, and but you have to yes. see each mess every up as an opportunity. What is like a stepping stone? Like you say, as we recreate ourselves, like we're asking the Lord to renew us every day. Like I love that Bible verse, like creating me a clean heart and renew my spirit. Like every day, just pour into me, Lord, so I can help pour into other people too. Yes. You know, give me the words that you want me to say. And then, Lord, if I do mess up, help me, you know, pick myself back up with some grace and laugh about it and keep moving about my way. And then let me share that with other people. (laughs) That's kind of where I am, you know, so I'm in a state of flux. And uh, so in the next little while, there will be a new direction for me. So I love how you said, I'm, you know, I'm excited life to see like where adventure. the Lord is leading you wrote me. to me. In one of our emails, you were like, this is an adventure. Like, but you've got so much going on. So you're, it, it you're is. writing it your is. next book right now. The, like uh, how many pages do you do a day? Do you have your set time? You don't, you don't have like a set time. You just go at your day and then whenever the no. you, you go right. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm really good in the mornings. And, and so I write in the mornings and do the other things in the afternoons. Uh, managing my time was one of the workshops. Time management was one of the workshops that, uh, I did for writers, and that was one of the mm-hmm. biggest 
issues that writers especially have is how to manage their time. Short-term goals, like if I don't, if I really don't plan those out, I lose track because I have so many project ideas or so many things on my plate that I will lose track of really what my primary focus is supposed to be. Uh, that's I've discovered that after I retired, if I didn't have some kind of plan, nothing got done. You you you've got to have a bit of structure. Do. It doesn't have to be minute by minute. If, but like, and I try to encourage you need a bit of structure like, guys, in you your life. Write you know? them down. That doesn't mean you have to do them all in that day. But those are things that in that day you felt like, oh, this is a great idea. You might push it a day later. You may push it to the. Like, I have things that I want to do on Saturday morning that I already know Saturday morning I've set aside. Because if I don't, I am going to forget. I'm going to forget that great idea. A lot of times, I'm a talker, too. And so when I'm talking to people, the idea will strike me, like, right then in the middle of me and the podcast. Like, I do not script anything, as you can tell. I'm just talking. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. That's what I'm going to do on Saturday. Well, if I don't go right to my office and write that down, I'm going to completely forget that I said that. <laughs> well, but that's why you keep a sheet of paper beside you, that's a right. little I notebook, keep, or you top it in your phone. phone. Like, I can't <laughs> even tell you. I keep Uh-oh. I think we're... Miss DJ. Uh-oh. We... Miss DJ, are you? Can you hear me? Yes, now I can. Awesome! Yeah, as the minute as we were talking about the note section on our phone, I could start to hear everything. Strange sounds, and all of a sudden, it just went. Okay, (laughs) I, I, there are two things I need to tell you. Have all sorts of excuses for not doing something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went to the speakers conference. I had was wearing a brace from mid thigh to mid calf. I had to fly from Colorado to North Carolina. <laughs> you can't let things like that limit you, or you sit down and begin to feel sorry for yourself, and you never get up again. That's right. So, so what do you want? I mean, what? What does God want for you to do? And if, if you want to be encouraged, he will put people in your path that will encourage you. But yes. don't just give up and sit down and, and feel sorry for yourself. And you think, what can I do? Because I can't get around. <laughs> well, you can write. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. If all else fails, right? If we, can't get, if we can't get that leg to work the same way we want to, let's try to write. We got to figure it out. And you also can call and encourage people on the phones. Oh, yeah. But but like you said, it's like, what is God calling you to do? Listening to that and then responding to that call. Yes. Yes. You have, you, you know, uh, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, uh, Samuel. He kept hearing God's call, but he didn't know what it was. Mm hmm. And tell Eli told him just to be still and listen, and God would tell him. So I, I keep reminding myself, I've got to, when God's calling me, I've got to be still and listen to what he wants me to do. Right. And uh, I'm in the process of, do, of writing a webinar 
to to uh, launch my courses. It's called Running on Fumes. <laughs> wow. There, there you go. That is a title that's going to grab people's attention. <laughs> because that we can get ourselves to that point where we can just mentally exhaust ourselves that that we lose mm-hmm. maybe the energy, the mental energy that it takes to write. So it's that refreshing. Uh, yeah. It's been the technology holding me back, but after doing this podcast, honey, I can't think I'm ready for it. Yes, <laughs> Bring it on. You are ready. Bring it on. Hey, I'm telling you, with the research capabilities, the YouTube out there, if it wasn't for YouTube and just people being so gracious and doing tutorials and step-by-steps, you know, I'm so thankful for the people that are out there, experts, because then I can watch a YouTube video and figure pretty much you know, a lot of things out on my own. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I can really get a basis for an understanding of a lot of things now based on YouTube and just researching. Well, just the the encouragement that this has given me to know, okay, I can do this. Okay, things went wrong, but I survived. And, And so the first time, like the first time I ever had, you know, an interview, you know, a phone call would drop, and and I was practicing with a, a dear friend of mine. She's another teacher at my school, and she podcasts too. She does a Christian podcast, and for women, and she does like so. Hers is like not for writers, a Christian writers podcast. It's like a Bible devotionals, and so we've been practicing with each other well before we were having all kinds of tech problems. <laughs> well, and, but, and then I just had to learn to say if we have a technical difficulty that's okay we'll call each other back it's the <laughs> message we want that message out there so people can hear that it's okay for it not to be perfect and polished because it's real <laughs> like, <laughs> Jen that's exactly what I needed to hear today because I have been putting off doing this webinar because I have just been afraid of the technology you but. can't because it's real and we all experience that. You know, and even people like my husband who is in the IT field and, and he can look at things and, and say words and he knows all the acronyms and he can just click some buttons and look at me and say, you should have known this in your life. He still has problems with tech and he's, you know, he's been in the tech field for years and years. And so I'm like, if he can mess up, Lord knows it's okay. Just keep giving me grace, Lord. And you know what? You know what's good about it though is that your audience will know that you are pushing through and overcoming any challenges that we might have. Because then that gives them the courage. Well, you know what? She can do it. And she can do it with a smile on her face. She can laugh about it. Keep moving on. Then I can take more risk. And I can try this thing that I've always wanted to try, but I've been a little scared to do it. I think we're all at that point where we need that little push. Well, and my, I have, my grandson is nine and he had been encouraged. I think, I think. And and he encouraged me to get it out there. And so I took it to his class. And I thought, okay, God, if my nine-year-old grandson's encouraging me to do something, maybe maybe you have bigger plans for what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm going to listen. 
good, good. So it doesn't have to be a grown up. It doesn't have to be a grown up to encourage issue. Oh no, my son, my eleven year old, when when he found out how the podcast, they would always check with me like. How's your podcast going? How's everything going? And and he would say, Mama, remember when you would talk and there would be nobody listening? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of you now, Mama. And just all like when I did my first Facebook Live, you know, those are some intimidating things. Getting on a, a live video, like with your webinars, are you doing them live? Are you recording? How are you setting that up? What's your next steps on that? I uh, had thought I would record the first one mm-hmm. just to, to get me over the hump, and then I will be doing them live. There you go. Well, I, I can't. I don't have a house. I'm, I don't have a home. I'm homeless at the moment. I'm living in a hotel. But <laughs> so you don't let stumbling blocks get in your way. Right. You know? Right. Uh, the. So you go with the situation, but like I, I, you can can change things if it does. This doesn't suit you. Change it. Change it, and keep working. And just like you said, oh. you can sit there and decide not to listen to the Holy Spirit, <laughs> or you can sit there quiet and listen. And yes, yes. But the biggest thing I would tell anyone: if you don't know where you're going. You've got to go to the well and let the Lord fill you up. Go to his word. Go to God's word and study it. Mm-hmm. And find out what is possible. And then he will fill you up and send you on your way. You're so right. Instead of yeah. looking for other places to have temporary happiness, go for the eternal joy. Yes, yes. And uh, the Bible is a good guidebook. Oh, is, oh, oh, I love, I love me some word. I'm telling you, I love spending time in the word. Like there's, there's just nothing like it. Like I love to read anyway. You know, I'm, I'm constantly reading. I'm, I'm reading in classes with my students. I'm a literacy coach, so I'm pushing books all day long. But there's nothing like the word of the Lord. Like mm-hmm. nothing like yeah. If you don't think some of those uh, people in the Bible or have been through some issues, uh, <laughs> <thank> read, <laughs> read again. You know, right. the uh, I think about Jonah. He he fought against doing what the Lord wanted him to do because he said, "You're gracious, Lord. I knew you were going to be gracious, and I didn't want to get caught in the middle." <laughs> you know, so. Uh, Study, study it. Get you some people to study with yeah, to so encourage. You're doing the Bible studies too, right? I know that. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about like forming. Did you form the group? Did you latch in with a group that's already formed? Like how? Yes. Uh, uh, at different different times, depending on where I am. Uh, the uh, some churches do have Bible studies at different times. Mm-hmm. And a church uh, happened to have a Bible study during the day, and it has a Bible study at night. And sometimes there is even one Bible study before work. <laughs> so, uh, like you say, no excuse of the time, right? 
no excuse of the time. But if you don't find it, if you don't find what you're looking for, then who's to say that you couldn't invite two or three neighbors to your house and have Bible study? That's right. That's right. I've had family members in the past that have done that, they, that very thing, and they have found rich experiences that way. Like that's yeah. how my church sets it up. They do small groups. And they meet in homes all across two counties um, mm-hmm. to accommodate people. And it's their meeting and breaking bread in homes, just like the first church. Yep. The, uh, uh, you, you can just ha- have your, uh, well, it, even just your family could sit down and have Bible study. That's right. You know, and uh, especially with children. You know, you could have a Bible study and study and go over the some of the concepts that uh, you want to instill in them. Uh, you know, why not have a family Bible study? I loved one one way I hooked my my. I have a sixteen year old and an eleven year old, and one day I was just talking to them about the Book of Proverbs, and I was reading a piece of Proverbs to them, and. And my oldest son is named Solomon. And he was like, Solomon was like, mama. He was like, that's some tough stuff. I said, baby, if you want to hear some good words of wisdom, you just, <laughs> you just read you some Proverbs and he speaks it like it is. And he's going to tell you, you know, bad company, this and that. And, and so, you know, I got him into reading the Proverbs just so they could see the style that, like you said, it's so interesting. How can you not pay attention and uh, what did Paul say? This is one I keep telling all my ladies that uh, you should have three people in your life one to learn from, one to teach, and one to share with. Oh, I love that. You may, you may use it. I, 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 I will quote you. I will quote you. I love that. Miss, Miss Doors, Miss DJ, I love that. Okay, the, one, to, uh, and I one thought, to teach, one to teach, one to learn from, and one to share with. Yeah, and age really doesn't make a difference okay. because you can learn from kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> being a teacher, you know that kids can teach you. Oh, you should have heard me yesterday. I've got a new idea for a book. Now, who do you think I'm pitching it to? A whole classroom full of ninth graders going, hey, guys, let me tell you, I've got this idea. What do you think about it? And here's the title. And they're like, ooh, 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 I like it, I like it. And I haven't written it yet. I have just been thinking, you know, of like storylines of where it could go because I'm not a planner. I just sit down and type. But I just, I had these thoughts in my head and I wanted to share it. And I, I get a lot of good, valuable input from students. So, so don't rule anybody out. Right, right. You know, the uh, and be open. You you said that a while ago. You got to be open. You got to open, open up to people, and open up to God. Mm-hmm. I think that it's easier for me to open up to God because I have such a personal relationship with Him. And he has shown me time and time again that his promises are true and that he's always here for me. And I feel him every day. And so I think it's very easy for me with God. And then sometimes I'll have to say, God, why didn't I give you this problem before? Why am I holding on to things? Now, I will have to check myself 
at times if I feel like I've, I'm t- trying to take control of something. But I think it's harder for me with people. And that's because my personality, like, even though I'm a teacher, you know, it's, it's, I get nervous when I talk with people. You're putting yourself out there. You're putting your heart out there. And, and, uh, but I have a bad habit of giving it to God and going right back and getting it. And picking it right back up and putting it in the suitcase and carrying it around. I tell you, we do it. Oh. It. It's almost like not only do you need to put a nickel and put it on the mirror, but you need to put like an arrow. You need to draw it with lipstick pointing straight up <laughs> to, say, <laughs> to say, with that nickel, I'm going to take care of myself. And by me taking care of myself, meaning I'm going to turn over all my burdens up to the Lord. You know? I'm giving up, moving them on up. Take them on, Lord. Take them on. <laughs> so... Uh... Well, are you going to share your title of your book with us? Okay, you ready? You can tell me if you like it or not, because you'll be the first one to hear it. Um, it's going to be called Speak for the Dead. Oh, oh, yes. You like yes. it? I like it. And it's going to be. I like it. And it's going to be multiple POVs, and it'll be from a, a man that is about to retire as a clinical psychologist. But he gets a case across his desk that he just cannot let go. And so he has to try to break the case of a serial killer case so he can speak for them. And um, so that's that's where it's at right now. What do you think? I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. I'm moving out of YA. This is a new experience (laughs) for me because, you know, I write young adult. I write devotionals. I have my Bible devotionals on Amazon, but uh, my YA book is going to be published in September. And so writing for that, I've been writing YA and just hiding all of my books on my computer because I was too scared to get them out there in the world. But this is going to be something new. This is going to be a new genre, you know, just for me. So pray for me as I go into what God is saying. This would be it, Jennifer. You keep going. Keep trying. Well, but when he's guiding you, this is what we forget. When he's guiding you, everything just falls into place. Yep. And that's why I had a stopping point last year, last summer in a book. I could not finish it for nothing. I could not get past chapter 11. And I know now why, because that book was not meant to be in that setting for that age group. It was just not right. Mm -hmm. And God was not going to let me waste any more of my time. So I thank the Lord for stopping me and, you know, continuing to work on a project that I wouldn't have even been able to use, you know, in the future. And then God directed me and I wrote two more books over last summer that I can possibly use one day. So like you, I just have a bunch of things that I've worked on and they're just sitting there, just sitting on my computer. And uh, maybe either get them off. Or move on. No, y'all think you're... Oh, there you go. I heard it. It'll make this weird ding sound. Can you hear me? I, yeah, I, I just hear it ding, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it's, but it's yeah, like it's losing connection. I think that's a connection. Piece. Well, it's, it's a storm. Is oh, that's across what it the is. Mountain, so. There we go. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and... um. Before the storm comes, I want you first to know how much 
I have loved interviewing you for the podcast. Well, we will connect again. Yes, I hope so. Because when you get your webinar stuff up and you get everything, like how do we connect with you and find, for example, you're running on fumes or some of your time uh, management? I, I don't have my, uh, I'm trying to get my website back up. Okay. I'm on Facebook under Dorse Jean. Okay. Because we got to find, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put links in the description so the listeners can can find you out there in all the social media world. But even like your time management piece for writers, do you have that published somewhere? Is that on a blog? Is that link out uh, there in the world? It, I have it as a, a ebook that I will be putting on uh, available on uh, uh, Kindle. Oh, in the next week or two. Oh, see, look at you. You are busy at work. Yes. You yeah. are so, but, so how do you balance all of it with such a positive, just such a positive spirit about you? You've got so much going on. I'm trying to just take it one step at a time. <laughs> right, right. But you're finding... You're, you're finding technology's not going to scare you anymore. So I've heard some positive things. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, now, I didn't say it wasn't going to scare me, but I, I, it's not going to scare me off. There you go. Ooh, like it. I, I, I didn't say it wasn't going to scare me, but it was not going to scare me off from doing what I would like to do. Good. There. So. I might use that one, too. I'm going to be Quotes from Miss DJ. Uh, you're, you're, you're quite, you're quite welcome to it. You know the, uh, the uh, don't let the things scare you off because nothing, with God's help, nothing is insurmountable. Oh, yeah. And if it, oh, if it is, the the worst that could happen is I go home to be with God. So what, what is, I mean, isn't that what Paul said? Amen, and that's a blessing too, and that is a blessing yeah. too. He, he so, said to be here is good, but to be with God would be better. Amen. So, so, All right. so uh, we're talking, we're talking Bible verses now. Um, as we close out, I would love it if you could share one of your favorite Bible verses. Was it hard to pick a favorite Bible verse or has this been yes. your go-to? No, this has not been my favorite. My favorite was always, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And that's what you put at the beginning of your book. I was going to ask you that and I forgot. That's what you put at the beginning of um, the you know, take naps in heaven. Yes, that was that is always. I keep coming back. I believe, I believe, but sometimes I let all that unbelief creep in and and uh, take 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 away the joy. Right. I'm letting that uh, that letting the devil creep in and and taking away my joy. <laughs> so I try try real hard not to. But I had come up with the one, uh, uh, Psalms 4-8, I will both lie down in peace and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell safely. Amen. Amen. All right, Miss DJ, if, if you would, um, before that I have storm, a, hit, you want me to prayer? yes, that storm, I don't want it to hit and us not be able to pray for our listeners today. So if you could please pray for everyone. Uh, our Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we can spend together. Thank you for the ones you have put in my life to help me, Jen and even Anna. 
and those who are sharing their time with me right now. You have sent your joy to me and covered me with your grace. Thank you, Lord. May we find peace in our lives and rely on you for help at all times. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we challenge you to go out and write something inspiring today. You want to say something? Did you want to say one more thing, Miss DJ? Thank you. Oh, <laughs> but we want to. And that we will. We, we don't say goodbye. You know. No, we don't. We're going to encourage each other, and That's so right. keep in contact. And uh, I will be up and running before by the end, at least by the end of the month. Now, you promised me you're going to keep me updated. You're going to keep updating me with your links so that way I can follow you and then I can update the podcast for listeners so they can see who you are. Will do. Will do. And And I'd love uh, to have you back on the show, too, after you get your webinar up and then you can talk about lessons you've learned from that experience in case we might have any listeners out there who might want to do one for themselves. I, I would be delighted to share. I am an edu- I am a Christian first, and I'm an educator second. That's right. So, I would be delighted to share. So you keep that now. Keep that openness about it, because I I think that will be a really good show. As you know, if there are people out there who say, "Wow, I wonder how all that webinar world works. Wonder what I could." You know, I have a gift for that. I just don't know how to put it all together. You could be a great help for people. And I do not mind sharing. (laughs) Good. All right. Well, you keep me posted, and I'm going to keep reminding you that you've said that. I've got you recorded. (laughs) (laughs) You have my words on tape. Okay. I do. I do. And I will remind you gently. I will remind you, not forcefully, but maybe in a month or so, I might reach back. You, you be emailing me though. Email me. Let me know what's happening, and then I'll say, "Hey, we'll do." All right. But thanks again, and everybody, thank you for joining us on Jen Larry Writes. We hope you guys have a blessed day. Bye, everybody. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.